The Florida Panthers dropped game one of 82 to start the 2023-24 season. We discussed what went what wrong for the Florida Panthers, which new guys stood out, and how the Florida Panthers can prepare for the Winnipeg Jets. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, October 13th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get their daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by jace medical empower yourself when you purchase a jace case providing you with a personal supply with five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com so the florida panthers in game one of 82 got up to a really fast start getting a whole bunch of shots on goal getting into the slot high danger chances uh, and, and then the with one break with the Minnesota Wild getting the first goal on the, on the board, 7.53 into the game, the game starts to slow down. The Panthers were starting to get mo- their, their shots back uh, in the first 40 minutes, but the Minnesota Wild slow it, slow it down in the, in the final period, and Philip Gustafson comes out with a 41-save performance for the Minnesota Wild to defeat the Florida Panthers by a final score of two to nothing from St. Paul, Minnesota, but it is a Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back for this post-game edition of the show. Nick, welcome back to Locked On Panthers, my friend. Thank you. It doesn't feel like that long ago that we we're here just discussing uh, this this Florida Panthers team, what we were hoping. So uh, glad to be back and doing double duty this week. Yeah, double duty this week for you, for sure. But, man, we were not expecting uh, opening night to turn out like this for the Florida Panthers. But, I mean, when you think about what the Florida Panthers did as far as the, the first 40 minutes, puck pursuit was great for, for the Panthers. Uh, and and battles against uh, uh, upon the walls, neutral zone was great. But, man, did when you, when you think about what the Minnesota Wild were, were doing as far as, as – far as, blocking shots i mean they led they led the they led the game with 26 to 11 in block shots i mean i know that's a product of the panthers being in their own zone a, a lot throughout the game but you think mm-hmm. about opportunistic for minnesota versus what florida what florida ha, has has do, did in in this contest as well i mean you think about their second goal as well on the four on three right off a of faceoff when zuccarello shoots deflects off i believe josh mahura and then joe joel erickson eck is is there to retrieve the puck and shoot it past Sergey Bobrovsky as he's reaching out. And to think that the Florida Panthers even want a challenge too, as well to, uh, as uh, as uh, Marcus Foligno uh, was way into the um, Panthers zone and thinking that this could have possibly been worse for the Panthers. But I'm not extremely discouraged for for the for this Florida Panthers team coming out of this game where the Florida Panthers lost two to nothing. But what were your biggest takeaways uh, from uh, from this one? 
I thought they came out and they looked like the team that they were of the playoffs in the first five, 10 minutes of the game. It was really exciting to see they were playing fast. They were getting to the open areas and really get, creating a lot of high danger chances. So very excited to see that. Um, after that, I didn't really see too much of that. It was a lot of chasing, a lot of trying to, they were fighting the puck a lot, right? So you know, when the puck is not going your way and it's not settling, it's very hard to, I guess, like kind of control the game that way. But, you know, hats off to Gustafson. He, he, he was a brick wall tonight. He, he made everything look easy. Uh, even some of the plays, like even the save on Reinhardt uh, in the third period. And I know we'll eventually get there, but um, you know, he was just making some saves that, you know, you wish maybe, you know, Bob would, would make and everything, even though he, he played uh, pretty well tonight. So, um, you know, it, it's just one game, but uh, just hopefully, you know, going into the next game or whatever, they uh, figure some things out. And then some of the newer players uh, eventually kind of gel together and understand where they are on the ice. Yeah. And this also, this is also consideration when, when it comes to the whole bunch of new guys on, on the, on the team, we talk about Oliver Ekman Larson, Nico Mikola as well. I mean, there there are times even in the first um, forty minutes where you're seeing Nico Mikola and Oliver Ekman Larson get um pin go for a pinch, and then you see guys like Barkov and Etu Lusterainen um stepping back into the play and avoiding transition on Sergey Bobrovsky and all. I, I, I we didn't really see too many transition opportunities as far as that, so that's a really encouraging thing to see. I mean, when you think about the Florida Panthers, uh really the when it comes to zone time in in their own zone the longest zone time that i can recall from this one really came into the second period when the third mm -hmm. line was on the Mackie semiskevich anton Lundell line and the second pair of nico mikola and uh dimitri kulikov uh, there as as well uh th that's really the big extended zone time that i really saw from 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 this game for for the for the panthers and all and you really really when you think about some guys who you are encouraged. You think about newcomers like Evan Rodriguez. Man, I'm I'm really encouraged by by Evan Rodriguez. He had five shots on goal. They were feeding him the puck on the power play. Um, there was one one uh, play where where Carter Hagee was dragging it towards the the right wing wall, patient with the puck, and then you see uh, then you see Evan Rodriguez as the trailer feeding him into the slot, and then and then Gustafson is like right on the top of his crease, make um to make the save and all. And I thought I I think it I think. Despite the loss, I, I think that I think that it's going to be a really fun top line to watch. Definitely will be, and you know the the fact that they were able to create what they even did uh, this game without you know even playing a real game together, I think bodes well. You know, Rodriguez was shooting everywhere. He was setting up Barkoff as much as he could, and you know Verhage, I think is you know he was the kind of the third wheel tonight. I don't know if he did a lot uh, to kind of you know try to put the Panthers in a position to score. But, you know, at the same time, I think he's going to have to find his way on that line now. Um, you know, Barkov is not going to be feeding him the puck. It's going to be Rodriguez who's going to be getting the puck in. Verhage's just going to have to find a way to get open and utilize his strength, with the, which is his wrist shot. So uh, we'll see what happens. No doubt. Other other things to note is Matthew Kachuk had nine shots on goal in in, in this game as, as as well. Oliver Ekman Larson got four on this one. And uh, other... Uh, and other uh, stats for this one is uh, is uh, w once again blocks twenty six to eleven for for in favor of the of Min the Minnesota Wild and all and and you know 
once again, hats out to uh, hats off to Philip Gustafson for just standing tall, brick wall. He is the reason why the Minnesota Wild came out with this victory tonight, even though the Florida Panthers were getting in front of that. But at the same time, uh, Nick, uh, the 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 Panthers and and were really having a hard time with second chance opportunities when when it came to this one, and even in the third period transition was taken away the panthers were taken away the transition game from the minnesota wild but even there was a freeze frame in the valley sports broadcast on on uh on on thursday night talking about when the puck when the panthers got the puck in the neutral zone i mean when you're when you're playing with the lead it's a lot different on what you do and the fact that every single time throughout the third period even though the shots might say 15 uh shots for florida most a lot of them came with the extra attacker you saw what the Minnesota Wild were doing as far as not getting caught on changes as well and, and just not not getting lost in transition. And really, that that is uh, that is kind of like not necessarily where I think the game was won or lost. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you wh- where I when I thought it was in the second segment. But wh- what else did you notice outside of the la- the lack of transition game in the final frame and and, and also uh, and also what the. Minnesota Wild has have done as far as uh, their penalty kill. So I think two things uh, about what Minnesota did. Number one, I don't think Minnesota really swayed from their game plan. Yeah, they got outplayed the first ten minutes, but they stuck with their program. They scored the first goal. Um, unfortunately, Bobrovsky I think was screened by Barkov, so he caught it late. Um, but I think what Minnesota ended up doing, uh, you know, to kind of round out the game is that they were making sure that there's three people deep at all times. So even if Florida was able to gain possession and go through the neutral zone and try to chip it in, it was almost going to be next to be impossible for them to retrieve the puck or even try to get an effective four check going. So um, when that doesn't happen, then you can't create any offense and all night, it just seems like after the first 10 minutes that Minnesota's keeping Florida to the outside. So they were not allowing anything inside. The only time that they ever got inside was on the power play with Chuck or uh, even Reinhardt. So, I mean, it was Minnesota's game. I mean, they, they played their, their own game and they played it perfectly. No doubt. And we're going to discuss more of that in segment number two. We are, we are going to ask the question. We're going to do a little something new with post-game shows uh, this season. We're going to be asking the question, when did we think this game was won or lost uh, from the Florida Panthers in, in this contest against the Minnesota Wild? We're going to discuss more about how the new guys looked uh, in, in, in this game as well. And we're going to get a Panthers vibe check from you guys, the listeners, on from X. <laughs> we're going to discuss that and more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. So stick with us. Today's episode is brought to you by jace medical and the jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use all it takes to get a jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board certified physicians get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment related questions doctor created doctor recommended don't get caught unprepared everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and and care. Customer review, Frank said, it's as easy as one, two, three, and and just in time. 
He said, I received our package the same day and I, I got a sinus infection and my doctor was out of town. No appointments for days. Thank goodness it arrived. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Segment number two here on this Friday, October 13th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on the Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, I want to ask you this question. Uh, when did you think this game was won or lost in, in on Thursday night where, in this case, we're talking about a loss for the Florida Panthers as they fall 2 nothing against the Minnesota Wild on opening night to bring their record to 0-1-0. Oh, wait, hold on. You're muted. Hold on. Oh, you have to unmute yourself. Yeah, I did that. My bad. Sorry, listeners. Uh, so I, this can be kind of a, a weird answer, but uh, I honestly think the game was lost um, after Minnesota scored the third goal, even though the Panthers did, uh, you know, successfully challenge it. Uh, if you look at the way that that play was designed, you know, they dumped it down and the first player down there to beat it was a Minnesota player. Not only Ready that, they had another, yep, and they had another guy there to help retrieve. And from there, he was able to put a blind pass right to the slot. And he had a trailing defender from there. So I think right there, uh, Florida was caught off guard and you just saw like the complete breakdown and Bob left uh, out to dry. So even though they did win the challenge, I think right there that was that was the game. Yeah, and you think about what you think about when that goal happened, how quickly it was after the Minnesota Wild scored on the four on three at twelve fifty four, just shortly after, and and just the just the Panthers' inability to get back on their feet as as well when it when it comes to that the 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 puck pursuit the the Panthers were doing it so well in the in the in the first twenty minutes twenty five ish and then and then and then that was and then you see it flip on its ugly head for the Minnesota Wild there so I could see where you're going as far as where you thinking uh, this game was lost but thankfully John Conjemi uh, from the video replay room was was really <laughs> quick on that one and how quick that review was uh, as as well to to get to get that reversed on 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 the on the call as well. Uh, maybe Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel can learn a little bit of, of that as far as winning challenges <laughs> as well. So, but for me, the the game was won or lost when on the final power play, and I thought, yeah, they were down two nothing at the time. But the amount of times that I saw Barkov not being having the will to shoot at, at times from the from the right circle and all, I was I kept saying Barkov. Shoot the puck. Shoot the mm -hmm. puck. You have a slight opening, but then he waits a little bit too much until it closes, and then he gets it down down, down below to Matthew Kachuk, and then you see Matthew Kachuk squeezing it in to Reinhardt with three Minnesota Wild players around him. Yep. And I thought there was, it was one too many times where we saw that. I'm like, it's it, you, you, the, the, the puck's being broken up, and, and the and – the, and the Minnesota Wild are trying are finding a way to clear the zone or even force it even more to the outside as well. I mean, as far as puck movement, like it, it's it's going to be a work in progress. I I think that I think OEL once again managing that that power play and and move and his ability to move the puck around uh, 
and, and getting it cross ice to someone like Evan Rodriguez, I think that we he's gonna he's gonna catch some people off guard as well. But as far as I know, Kachuk had nine shots on goal, but that was that was really what stuck out to me was trying to so hard to feed Sam Reinhardt there when nothing was there. So that's a set play, and I think uh, Minnesota prepared for it, you know, perfectly. I mean, how, it, it worked a ton last year, but you know, you have no to come into you have to come into this season with a little bit more fresher uh, of ideas in order to be successful. And you know, yeah, you have Rodriguez on the other uh, wing flanking uh, Barkov, but did he score? Was he necessarily getting shots through? Uh, once they figured out that wasn't happening, then they went back to their bread and butter. Uh, trying to get to Chuck down low. He even had a couple scoring chances just trying to take the puck to the net himself. And you mentioned Barkoff uh, not shooting. This has been an issue with him for years. Uh, I know that I used to talk about it with Uberto, but we don't really have to worry about that issue anymore. But um, there was a two-on-one that Barkoff had with Josh Mahura. Yes. I knew I knew exactly what Barkoff was going to do the whole time, and I – screamed in my up. head yes and i screamed in my head because he could have faked that pass the original pass and done something to get around the defender as far as like taking it to the net or a wraparound a, a pass exactly or getting the you know kind of bringing it out a little bit more wide and then sending the pass on backhand to josh mahura or just taking a shot i i don't understand why a forward uh a barkov's caliber would try to get a pass over to josh mahura who's not known for his offensive abilities no no slide against him at all love josh but at a critical moment in the game and it was on the penalty kill if i if i'm you know uh if i'm correct in this barkov should have shot that puck or at least taken it to the net to get a better chance yeah no doubt and uh it's uh yeah take a drink every single time we mention barkov uh being hesitant on on shooting so (laughs) so that that's definitely something that we've mentioned uh, quite a few times over the years. I mean, it, it there it's been eleven, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. But uh, but also, I want I, I want to talk about some of the new guys, and I want to talk about Mackie Semenskevich on how uh, he looked as well. Uh, be, before we get to Mackie, actually, Yuvis uh, Belinskis, a little bit of trouble with with penalties. There was one where he was trying to. Get the get the get the puck with his hand to get it back on the ice and and to save it from get um getting out of the zone. It inter- interferes, I believe it was a uh, Felino that he interfered with. I forget who he um he interfered, but also went to the box another time. Dmitry Kulikov as well, even though he's not necessarily new new. Uh, <laughs> went, um that his uh, tripping call resulted in the goal uh as as well. But Maki Semeskevich, man, he looks like he freaking belongs. Like he's quick to pucks he's not afraid to crash the net uh there was one uh i i believe there was a wraparound that that was uh that was stopped from anton from anton lindell and then you see Mackie semiskevich following through to 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 try to um get it in uh, uh after philip gustafson might uh, was had it in the butterfly position as well but man wh- what do you think of Mackie semiskevich's uh game tonight he looks like he belongs uh, you know, you put it perfectly that he was where he needed to be. He was following up on pucks. He was strong on pucks. He did take a couple of whacks. I mean, I know that uh, Pat Maroon caught him. And then I think a little bit towards the end of the game, he took another hit. But you know what? He's going to be able to learn from that and uh, hopefully, you know, be able to brush him off. But 
Uh, one thing I wanted to note about his game is that I think he plays more of a mature game. I think when you're a rookie or it's your first NHL game, you have the jitters. I didn't see him have jitters. Mm-mm. He looked like he was comfortable. He understood what he was doing. He was handling the puck. He wasn't trying to do too much. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that he was carrying the puck instead of just trying to put just a shot on goal just to extend uh, possession and, uh, you know, their time in the zone. So he's going to be fine. Uh, we just need to figure out now if that third line, which I do like, I, I think that line's going to click eventually. But they got to find out what he's going to be really good at. If he, is he going to be a puck carrier? Is he going to be somebody who drives play? Or is he going to be one of those guys that they're going to depend on to – um, you know, actually go into the dirty areas and try to dig out the puck. No, no doubt. And uh, definitely very, very excited to continue to watch his growth as, uh, as we see more uh, of him in action on the, on the locked on Florida pan on the, uh, with, with the Florida Panthers. But uh, there's actually a quote that uh, Paul Maurice had on Mackie Semiskevich's debut. This is from Jameson, all of FloridaPanthers.com. He said, quote, I thought it took about 10 minutes for him to get into the game, which is shorter than I thought it would take. He's a shooter. He gets to those holes, puts one off the bar. He puts the puck where he wants to. A good debut for him, close quote. And, yeah, uh, he did get one off the um, off the post uh, early on in the game, like early on in the second period. And as soon as he entered the zone, too, and he was and quick to realize the, that the opposition was, was a little slow transitioning uh, as well. So uh, I – some good hockey sense from from the twenty year old from yes. Newtown, Connecticut. So, uh, can't wait to see more more of him uh, for sure. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we are going to discuss uh, more, pre- where we are going to prepare for the Winnipeg Jets and get a little bit of a vibe check from the fan base. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And the NHL season is finally here. The Florida Panthers, will they have the season that we've been yearning for? I absolutely love the NHL, and I know you do too. And that's why I want to tell you about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network, and it's my go-to for for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy fantasy hockey the nhl has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Connor mcdavid alexander ovechkin Sidney crosby kale mccarr alexander barkoff nico heizer austin matthews just pick more or less on stats for these stars on stats like goals assists saves plus minus and more you heard me panther fans 100 times a payout on your sleeper on sleeper so start paying attention and get your picks right and you could win big Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Segment number three here on this Friday, October 13th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And happy Friday the 13th, by the way, uh, everybody. And... Nick Fairbanks, uh, happy Friday the 13th if you celebrate however you choose to celebrate. Uh, but uh, I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm also going to do a little bit something new here on the show for our, for our first game of the season. So 
a little bit of a Panthers vibe check from the the listeners on on the Locked On Florida Panthers uh, X page. Uh, Panthers historian Francisco Porta says the Marlins also lost their season opener and turned out all right. Valid. Gomi uh, <laughs> uh, says, sad we couldn't see any fun goals, but I'm not going to freak out. Decker says, it's one game on to Winnipeg. Uh, Corey says, just another season of turning literally anyone into a Vesna winner. Nothing new here. <laughs> Chris Scott says, honestly, they played better than I was expecting. The defense wasn't terrible, which is better than I thought it was go- going to happen. Uh, Northern Panthers fan said, considering they lost, feeling pretty good. Lots of positives from tonight. Not going to be held scoreless on 41 shots often. Very valid. Yep. Tough one. Solid game, just no finish. Chuck Jones says, expected. Half the team is new. So, uh, Jason Kunkel says, look good. Goalie had hot hand. So, a lot of... Uh, positive. But a lot of positive within the fan base. I mean, hard to be negative when you're... Uh, I, can you imagine the negativity that it would have been had... You know, had the Pittsburgh Penguins beaten the Chicago Blackhawks in game number 81. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Vietnam right now. I'm just having flashbacks right now of all those comments right now. <laughs> and look what happened the other night. Yep. Um, so, but um, no, I, I'm just happy that the fans are being positive about it. You know, it, it's it, it, Panther Twitter is very interesting. Uh, you know, they could lose game number 20 and you feel like the world is falling apart or the world's ending because one player did something stupid and he's got to be off the team. But no, I'm just glad that, you know, after a long drive uh, that they had last season that people are starting to see like, hey, it's one game. They played actually pretty well. They could have actually won the game, had a few bounces gone their way. But you know what? You know, we don't have to be in Minnesota again this year. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, and uh, th- thankfully, uh, thankfully, they can turn the page quickly. It's not there's there's going to be some growing pains. We even said this even before the season started that with the defense playing better than we thought, it was just really the offense that was really tough for the Florida Panthers as they could just couldn't get scoring on the board because hey, you you. You, you give up two goals in a game most nights, you're going to find yourself on the winning end. Just, just uh, once again, great performance by Philip Gustafson on, on the night. Uh, so the Florida Panthers, they will be traveling to Winnipeg, not too far from St. Paul, um, for a 4 p.m. matchup against the Winnipeg Jets, Paul Maurice's old stomping grounds. Last time they were in Winnipeg, Panthers were on the end of a Western Canadian trip, which is a little weird for this specific road trip that they're starting Minnesota, Winnipeg, and then New Jersey, and then how the other Western Canadian trip is going to be without Winnipeg uh, in that one. But the last time they were there, the Panthers were injured and bruised. Half the lineup was out. Uh, I remember Barkov was out. Gudis was out. Uh, Lundell was out, too. Uh and Spencer Knight really struggled in that one. But a little bit of a different situation with the Florida Panthers coming into this one. Uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, going into this season, we thought that this was going to be kind of a last ride for some of the core pieces. I mean, there was rumors about Mark Shifley in connection to the Boston Bruins. Uh, and, you know, we can maybe laugh a little bit about that now that he got extended, that the Bruins aren't going to, you know, fix their center depth uh, as far as losing guys. Um, and then there was possible rumors of New Jersey or Buffalo trading for Connor Hellebuck. 
Are they going to trade for that contract? Are they going to be? Um, are they going to try to find a way to extend them? And lo and behold, both of them get identical contracts, seven-year deals. There's still a good core around there. Kyle Connor is a part of the mix uh, as well. Cole Perfetti, Nikolai Ehlers as well. But then there's what they got back in the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade as far as depth pieces as well. You, you think about Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo as well. Uh, so they, they they brought in some depth pieces as well. And and listen, Brandon Montour would have gotten the love last year if he played in Winnipeg. Like the He would have gotten the Josh Morrissey love last year. And Josh Morrissey had a great season last year, putting up a lot of points as, as well. So... Not going to be an easy task for the Florida Panthers going into Winnipeg this summer, this time around. But the Winnipeg Jets did lose. Similarly, as far as box score wise, because I did not watch Winnipeg Calgary box score wise, they had 37 shots uh, on goal against the Calgary Flames. Jacob Markstrom stood on his head and they came out with a loss. And Connor Hellbuck gave up five goals on 22 shots. Uh, on uh, uh, against the Calgary Flames on on uh, Wednesday night. So, what are your thoughts going into this one, uh, Nick? As the Panthers are hopefully are hoping not to fall to 0-2 and 0. First things first is that I still think it's weird that Hellebuck and uh, Shifley even signed extensions, just because I know after their uh, playoff loss to Vegas, there was a lot of talk about, you know, hey, let's blow this up. Let's get some pieces back and everything. And, you know, there's a lot of cancers in this, uh, you know, in the in the locker room. And I think they got rid of actually both of them. You know, I, I, and I don't like saying that about anybody. But, uh, you know, you have Blake Wheeler who had been there for a long time and probably not the best person, you know, for that locker room. And then you have another guy in Pierre-Luc Dubois who basically voiced that, hey, I'm here for – my contract and I'm leaving after that. I, I, I know where I want to go or basically where uh, I'm going to influence where I want to go, but uh, onto Winnipeg themselves. Um, I think this is why Florida decided to load up on size in the off season. Winnipeg likes to play a heavy big boy game. And if you're not willing to take the punishment and you're not willing to lay hits for check and play a very strong and very uh, defensive type of game, they're, they're going to smother you and uh, it's, it's going to be quick and it's, they're basically just going to take over the game probably within, I'd say probably after a period and a half and that's going to be it. So Florida's going to have to find a way, number one, to get pucks through, which they did not tonight. They are definitely missing Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad uh, whose abilities do allow them to do that. Uh, so you'll need Oliver Ekman Larson to be at his best and hopefully Evan Rodriguez or Barkoff can get one to actually pop through. So um, Florida Stars need to come to play as well. No doubt. And uh, as I'm looking up the all-time series between the Florida Panthers and the Winnipeg Jets, because honestly, I don't remember past last season as far as That's, I don't think last it's good. win in uh, in uh, in uh, uh, my my browser is kind of freezing at the moment. So we're doing this on, on the fly, but it's funny. We still have time to discuss who's going to score the first goal for the Florida Panthers. Mine before the season, I think it's a lot of people's uh, uh, same pick, but I still have Carter Hayes as the first guy to score for, for the Florida Panthers and thought it was going to come tonight. I thought it was going to, the, the Panthers were going to have that op- opportunity as, as far as, as uh, getting, uh, getting, 
a, a chance to 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 win uh and and even get a chance to to get on the even on the score sheet as well so so yeah uh who, who do you have as the first florida panthers to score uh this season well after tonight's game and i know each game doesn't really translate into it but you know you have to be you know, very positive on how Evan Rodriguez was just, you know, trying to let everything fly. I think he's eventually going to get the first one, but I would also not be surprised if Mackey scores his first NHL goal because his shots seemed like they were pretty accurate. And he was the only one that basically hit a post tonight that um, actually beat um, Gustafson. So one of those two players, I think, is going to score the first one. So the Panthers, in their last four games in Winnipeg, they're three – one and oh actually going into Winnipeg in the last uh the last few matchups that they've been there. This is according to mcube.net as far as uh all time series. Hmm. I'm just looking at history for the Florida Panthers in Winnipeg. Uh so so not not necessarily a house of horrors for the Florida Panthers going into uh I I, I it's a Canada Life Center, I think the name of the arena is called. Yeah, I I, I think it's Canada Life Center still that that arena is called. Yeah. So. Every 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 uh, stadium in uh, Canada, I think, is either Rogers or uh, whatever they named it in Toronto. Rogers Place, Rogers Center, Roger, Rogers Arena for Blue Jays, Edmonton Oilers, and Canucks, all of them. But I, I'm sure that it's called Canadian Tire. Um, not can, no Canadian Tire <laughs> Center is the, the Senators. Canada Life Center is a uh, Winnipeg Jets. But okay. <laughs> Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this post game edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. As the Florida Panthers lose 2-0 against the Minnesota Wild on opening night, game one of 82. But there's still a lot of positivity for this Florida Panthers team heading into the weekend and even into the rest of the series as new players are starting to, you know, trying to mesh together. And, you know, it's going to be some growing pains. But thank you so much once again for joining me. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. Appreciate you having me on and having me on twice this week. And uh, I want to thank Jacob again for allowing me to borrow some time for Wine is Wednesdays. Uh, but everybody, you guys can follow me on X at Prudentia Zero. Drop me a line, drop me a follow. Uh, I know all us Panther fans are trying to follow each other this season and uh, trying to keep our spirit up. So uh, let's click that ad button and uh, let's have a good season. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week, my friend, for the home opener against the Leafs. Ooh, let's bring home a W. No doubt. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>